Wireless Theatre Company presents Rat, a short radio play. I wasn't thinking about much that afternoon. Just contemplating life. How disappointing it all was. Dreams I had at 14 of becoming a professional actress trickled away. Somewhere between the preparing of three meals a day and the school run. Constant interruptions to my thoughts meant my brain short-circuited most of the time. Mum! Look at the chase, Jay! Mum! Look! Yes, wonderful! It's a web! Fantastic! <clears throat> There was a girl standing on the grass outside my window. She was quite chubby, probably about 12 or 13. Her t-shirt didn't fit her very well. It stretched awkwardly over the folds of her stomach. She couldn't throw either. She had one of those stupid girly throws. You know, the ones with jelly arms and no power? Since the drug addicts moved into number 14, the kids, they don't often play outside, so I watched her for a few seconds. I don't know where she got the rocks from. And then I saw it. A rat. Quite a big rat. Sitting upright on its bottom. Staring. Sam, oh my goodness, there's a rat outside. Come on, quick. Come on, baby. A stone landed about four inches from the rat. He didn't move. I looked up. The girl's mother was standing on the balcony. She'd collared me under the stairs the week before, kept me chatting for ages about how much pain she was in with her piles and how she wasn't enjoying countdown so much these days. Stinks in that stairwell. Horrible, sweet smell of urine. You have to sort of scrunch up your mouth and nose to avoid breathing it in. Yeah, they've put me on steroids now, because it's me diabetes what's causing the ulcers on me legs. But that's the problem, isn't it? They've put me on so much medication, I don't know what's what. They don't know what's what. I'm rattling about, I've got all these problems, no one seems to care. I tried to back away, edging slowly in the direction of my flat. Tried not to make further eye contact, doing all the Dale Carnegie stuff. I stopped nodding my head. I even tried looking into the distance and then at my watch. She sensed somehow she was losing my attention. Uh, I don't suppose you've heard yet. My sister died last week. Yeah. Catch her the sarcophagus. I was in the stairwell a long time after that. When I did get back to my flat, I felt a bit sorry for her. I'd been studying batch flower remedies from a book I'd found down at the Samaritans. That's the second-hand shop, not the actual Samaritans. 
Although they do have shops now, apparently, where you can just walk in off the street and get counselling. Personally, I'd love a shop where you can walk in, pay a fiver, and someone kind helpfully leads you to a row of beds where you can lie down and have a really, really good sleep. Anyway, it's pronounced batch flower remedies. It says so in the introduction. For years I thought it was Bach. As in the joke my brothers made up when we were young and used to watch Over the Engine. Jorn's Bach? No, he's still at the shops. I made her a remedy later that day. The day she told me about her sister dying. When I took it up to her she seemed a bit suspicious. Although I like to think she was secretly glad of the tincture. The opening of medicines seemed to help punctuate her day and give it a bit of meaning. I looked up at the balcony. Bleeding rats. One of them bit my cat. I took it to the vet, but he had to put it down. Nasty things, rats. Look at it, ain't even moving. We all looked. My baby squatted down, pointed a fat, chubby finger. The rat was beautiful. He had a glossy brown coat with little white hairs here and there. A long pink tail and eyes like one of those segments you see in a blackberry. His whiskers moved. He hopped forward. We all moved back. The girl went back up to her mother. Poor rat. I hope he doesn't die. A blonde-haired woman stopped by the railings and looked in at us. Is that a rat? Yeah. Ugh, yuck. What's he doing there? They normally run away, don't they? I think it's been run over. She shuddered, curled her lip, marched away. Poor rat. I wish there was something we could do for him. We watched for a little while longer, and as the rat was just sitting there doing nothing, there wasn't a single thing we could do for it, we all went back inside. After supper, I took the kids outside to play with the football. We bounced the ball on the pavement outside. We laughed and sang and tickled each other. The buses and the cars zoomed past the railings. Everyone busy. Going places. We walked over to the rat. He was still the same. The kids got bored and went inside to watch telly. I made a cup of tea and took it out to the front doorstep. I drank it in the last rays of sunshine and watched the rat breathing. It snuffled sideways, moved a bit. I stood up. It didn't move again. I sat down. I thought it would be nice if I could put it in a box and move it somewhere quiet to die. It was in the middle of the grass. and the traffic roared by. I sipped my tea and admired the rat. It was quite beautiful.
and it was definitely dying. I didn't want to get bitten. I didn't want to be helping it into a box and then for it to leap up and bite me. Some thanks that would be for helping it to die quietly. No, the thing to do is not to do a thing. Leave it to nature. I finished my tea and cradled the empty mug in my palm. I walked back over to the rat. He had fallen onto his side and was breathing heavily. Or maybe that's how a rat normally breathes. I didn't know. They normally run away, don't they? He had blood on his nostril and he couldn't move his back leg or his front leg. I wanted to give him a drink of water, but I didn't want to get bitten. I tried asking God to give him enough energy to crawl to the wall, to the shelter of the bottom of the horse chestnut tree. I thought, maybe if I concentrated long enough, I'd discover that I was a secret healer and that the rat would get up and crawl. I wasn't. The rat lay panting in the grass. Stop! Stop it! Stop. Sam, stop talking! Please go to sleep! I tidied the house. My friend Sharon came over and we drank Voynier at the kitchen table and we laughed. She left at 10 o'clock, so I went to check on the rat. He was still lying there, breathing. I talked softly to it. I thought maybe a fox might come in the night and kill it, or a cat. I thought it would be a kindness. I thought how dreadful the rat must feel lying in the grass, cold, hungry, thirsty, dying, just waiting for death to come in some form and not knowing how the end would be. How frightening, how awful. I supposed the RSPCA would turn me away and tell me they didn't treat vermin. But he looked like a fine rat to me. If it had been a human being, he would have been taken to hospital, put on a drip, x-rayed, rested, inspected, healed, given every possible chance. But it was a rat. And people don't like rats. So it had to lie in the grass. While the kids ate their breakfast, I went out the front door to have a look. It was still breathing. Its eyes wide open. Oh, this waiting for something to happen to it. Awful. Small bit, we make a grid on a small bit of his picture and 
we make it bigger on a bigger piece of paper. Um, and then we use oil pastels to colour it. Bye, Mum. I love you. thought of the dying rat on my front grass. He must be so cold. And when I got home, despite wearing my new pale blue suede shoes, I walked through the mud and grass to look at him. He was still there, paws curled, nose bloody. But this time he was wet. A drowned rat. Only he wasn't drowned, he was still breathing. I thought the cold would kill him. He wouldn't survive that much longer. Sharon had said the kindest thing to do would be to kill it, but I didn't know how. And I couldn't. After lunch, the sun came out. I was in the back room, watching my baby trying to catch the sunbeams. I glanced out the window. A council worker in a day-glow vest was riding a tractor. I stood up to get a better look. The grass looked nice cut, and it smelt lovely. Of new-mown grass. A lovely summer smell. The smell of happy days and nice things. Oh my God, the rat. It's on the front lawn. What if it gets run over? Just lying there, unable to move and hearing the tractor getting closer and closer to you. Just awful. Maybe I should get a spade and move it. Tell the tractor driver man to be careful. What to do? The grass looked nice cut. The body of the rat was mangled up on the lawn, slightly closer to my window. A mishmash of fur and flesh. Disgusting. This is the Wireless Theatre Company, and you have been listening to Rat, a short play. Starring Anne Teato as the narrator and mother, Jacoa Teato as Sam and Girl, Ashley Maguire as the girl's mother and blonde woman. Soundtrack by Polly Haynes. Production assistant, Nick Maddox. Sound, Erica Basnicki. Filming and editing, Brendan Carr. Written by Anne Teato. Produced by George Maddox, Steve Spence, Marielle Runacre Temple, 
and directed by George Maddox. For their efforts and endless understanding, our thanks go to Jacob Teoto, Montserrat Balaga, Tashari King, Maddie Magistrado, and Theatre Peckham.